0: This is Speaking of Writers. I'm Steve Richards. In the book, The Personal Librarian, Belle DaCosta Green is given the opportunity of a lifetime to be the personal librarian to prominent financier and banker, John Pierpoint Morgan. The newly built Pierpoint Morgan Library is hers to curate, and she soon becomes a fixture in the art world and J.P. Morgan's personal confidant. With impeccable taste, shrewd negotiation skills, and an unparalleled fashion sense, Belle takes New York City by storm and helps Morgan build a world-class collection. All the while, Bell is hiding a secret that has the power to destroy the reputation she worked so hard to forge, a secret that would bar her from the very institution she ran. She was born not Belle D'Agosta Green, but Belle Marion Greener, daughter of Richard Greener, the first black graduate of Harvard and a well-known advocate for equality. In order to protect herself from post-Civil War society, which was still gripped by rampant racism. She abandons her name and fabricates a white identity that will allow her to access the opportunities that she deserves. The authors Marie Benedict and Victoria Christopher Murray. Marie Benedict is a lawyer with more than 10 years' experience as a litigator, graduate of Boston College and the Boston University School of Law. She is the New York Times and USA Today bestselling author of The Only Woman in the Room, The Mystery of Mrs. Christie, Carnegie's Maid. The other, Einstein and Lady Clementine. All have been translated into multiple languages. Makes her home in Pittsburgh. Victoria Christopher Murray is an acclaimed author with more than one million books in print. She has written more than 20 novels, including Stand Your Ground. Image Award winner for Outstanding Fiction and a Library Journal, Best Book of the Year. She holds an MBA from the NYU Stern School of Business. Happy to have Marie Benedict and Victoria Christopher Murray. Join me now here on Speaking of Writers, welcome to this program. Thank
1: you for having us. It's a pleasure for us to be here.
0: What about Belle Costa Green's story made it necessary to write?
1: Well, I
2: think there are so many things. This is Marie, by the way. I think there are so many things about her story that made it necessary to write. Um, I first became aware of Belle, um, gosh, almost two decades ago, when I was uh, still a lawyer in New York City, and I, I, a docent at the Morgan Library mentioned her to me, and I was astonished at the fact that a woman in the early 1900s uh, rose up to become, uh, you know, such a powerful figure, as you mentioned, in the art world and right hand person to. JP Morgan. I put her on my list of women to consider, and as I researched her over the years, I learned that she, as you mentioned, was the the daughter of Richard T. Greener, although no one in her time period knew that. And her story became more important and more interesting. Um, I think the fa- the very fact of a woman in that in that position was uh, you know critical itself, but. To be a black woman passing as white at that time period raised a host of other issues. That said, I knew that um, Belle deserved to have her story told um, also by a black woman. Um, As a a fiction writer, I can imagine a lot of things, but um, what it's like to to move as a black woman in the world uh, then and now is something that I really couldn't and shouldn't uh, really try to envision as a writer. And so when I read Victoria's book, Stand Your Ground, which is a really masterful look at the issues around um, the shooting of young, uh, young black men by police officers, I really hoped I'd found my partner. Victoria? And she did,
1: and she did, she found me. <laughs> it took me a little bit of time to um, come on board only because I am a contemporary writer and Marie writes these wonderful historical fiction novels, and I just didn't see my place in it until I uh, discovered more about Belle de Costa Green. And the first time that Marie and I spoke on the phone, I knew we could write this book together. I had done other collaborations with one other author, and um, it's not easy to do a collaboration, but just speaking with her on the phone— I knew that we would be able to do this together, and I'm so glad we did.
0: We're chatting Oh, my with, gosh, it's been such a gift. We're chatting with Marie Benedict and Victoria Christopher Murray. The book, a, a GMA book club pick, is the personal librarian. So tell us about some of the research you did for the book, and what was your most surprising discovery? We'll start with Victoria first this time.
1: Okay, so um, the research was really Marie's forte because with contemporary fiction, you the most I have to research is what does the beach look like in Dubai um, or something <laughs> like that. I didn't have to go very deep into uh, the bowels of history, though I did learn how to do that as I um, had to do work more on this book. The most surprising thing I found out, I think, was the reason why they passed. Um, the longer I, the more time we spent with, Bell and her family, the more I began to understand them. And I really began to understand her mother really well, because I think some people would um, at the outset think that she just passed because she just wanted to be white, but she passed because she wanted to be equal. And as we really discovered her and um, learned more about her, that was the thing I think was the biggest discovery for me. There were so many things I learned, but that was one thing that um, was important for us to discover. What about you, Marie?
2: I, I would say um, I was surprised at how rampant um, segregation was, um, you know, I, during this time period in the North. I think, you know, when we think about the Jim Crow laws and um, segregation, we we think about it as a more Southern um, a phenomenon. And I think, I, I, at least I didn't think of it in these post-Reconstruction years as being so... Um, and it's really enmeshed in not just southern but northern society as well. And of course, the fact of that is one of the reasons that um, Bell's mother chooses um, a white path for her family, because, like you said, she couldn't see equality happening for her family if they continue to live um, to, to live according to their their actual authentic selves.
0: This book, The Personal Librarian, gives readers a, a deep look into Bell's career as well as her inner life, how did you bring together her inward thoughts and emotions for the book?
1: Well, you know, the book is a biographical novel, so there's so much of it that's that, of who she was and dates and and everything, and Marie pulled a lot of that part together. But then we had to fill in the blanks of how she was feeling and what she was thinking because we didn't speak with her. We don't have any television programs to rewind to watch her or any movies. But what we were able to do was to pull out parts that we – it was based on who we knew her to be. So one example that we use is we know that she was interviewed by J.T. Morgan to become his personal librarian. We know the date, and we know she got the job. Obviously, we don't know what happened inside the interview, but knowing both of them, just really spending time and researching and reading up on as much as we could about both of them, we could imagine what happened and how she was feeling. And as far as for, like, the feelings of her passing, we were able to do that because as a black woman, I know people who have passed. My grandmother Passed for convenience. She wouldn't do it as her lifestyle, but if she was walking into a bank or on public transportation, she would do that. And so I knew the feelings about that, and I could imagine what it was like for Belle to walk out every day wearing a mask.
0: What do you think is Belle DaCosta Green's legacy, Marie? Um, I think she really has a multifold
2: legacy. I mean, the, now that we are kind of putting her back in her um, in the historical narrative and in the role she really did have in life at the Morgan Library, I think we can certainly see um, the breadth of her contributions, not just to the really world-class collection at the Morgan Library, you know, with its rare and priceless manuscripts, its early printed books, Renaissance art. She's certainly responsible in, in large part for that. But, you know, she was part of the force behind turning it into a public institution and making what was the private collection of a wealthy individual available to scholars and the public alike. You know, so certainly in part, that's, that's her legacy. Another aspect of it is once she assumed the role of a public librarian, she began the institution of programs and practices that were really kind of revolutionary, cutting-edge in her time, but are really standard practice today, like traveling exhibitions, um, really lecture series, scholar programs, all the sorts of things that libraries do today where she was really at the forefront of doing those things. But I think that Bell might almost have a second legacy in our time period, at least I think that Victorian I hope that she does. Um, she can provide us a lens through which to see the sacrifices that a lot of black people had to endure during this time period. It gives us her life gives us a glimpse into an almost i don't want to say forgotten but often not focused upon time period in American history, you know, when we think about the Gilded Age, we, we think about the mansions and the prosperity, but we don't often think about the fact that it is really the post Reconstruction period as well, and that um, a lot of the practices of segregation and institutionalized racism are starting to take hold. And as you look at the terrible sacrifice that Bell had to make to pass as white, it gives you a glimpse into, into the impact that those practices had way back then, and and the legacy that that left into today. Um, So I think Belle's story has has the capacity to be both historic and modern, and her legacy has the capacity to be both historic and modern.
0: Victoria, what was it like to write a historical fiction novel after publishing so many contemporaries?
1: You know, I'm not a genre writer, so I just write what's in my heart, and sometimes it'll come out as a mystery or a romance or whatever. I've never tackled historical fiction, and I have fallen in love with historical fiction. And I think what it was, it's the research. It's the opportunity to educate while you're entertaining, Uh, Because one of the things that I am so pleased that Marie and I was able to do was not only introduce Belle to the world, but to teach people about that time, about the Civil Rights Act of 1875, about the struggle and the sacrifices that she had to make. So it was a book that challenged me, and um, Next to Stand Your Ground is my favorite book of all the books I've written.
0: What was your co-writing process like for this book, and what did you gain from writing The Personal Librarian together?
2: Oh, gosh. I mean, this was my first collaboration, and it was a gift. You know, not just to learn how to write a book with another writer. um, It it was a gift in terms of the friendship and sisterhood, really, that Victoria and I developed, um, and the way in which... Our process of writing, you know, really editing during the pandemic over Zoom, while social unrest was happening in our country, it opened my eyes um, to, to to really an, another perspective in our in our country and in our world, and that is solely because Victoria trusted me enough to open up about her own experiences with racism, the experiences of her family. And that brought us closer as friends and writers, but it also allowed us to to infuse the personal librarian with those experiences as well. It was completely transformative for me as a person. Um, and I always say that, you know, writing the, the personal librarian and, and being able to share Gosh, the contributions of Belda Costa Green with the world is is a
1: wonderful gift, but the best
2: gift was my relationship with Victoria that stemmed from this book.
0: And for you, Victoria?
1: I feel exactly the same way. Um, the we I got to speak to another person daily about race and the issues that were happening in Bell's time. But then for Marie and I to have to edit this book during the pandemic and during the Black Lives Matter movement was this is gonna sound strange, but it was a gift because it opened up the doors for us to talk um about race and we and we hope that all of those conversations and all of the things we learned about each other and Uh, all of that found their way inside the book. And I agree with Marie. The best part of this whole process, and there's been some pretty good things that happened with this book. Pretty good. (laughs) The best part for me was the sister that I now have with Marie Benedict.
0: The book is The Personal Librarian, the authors Marie Benedict and Victoria Christopher Murray. Thank you both for joining me.
1: Thank, Thank you, you so, so much. Thank you for having us.
0: having us. And this is Speaking of Writers. And by the way, you can connect online with Marie Benedict. AuthorMarieBenedict.com is the uh, website. And uh, VictoriaChristopherMurray.com is the website for Victoria Murray. And uh, that is Speaking of Writers. I'm Steve Richards.